Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. We welcome back to the show now Brett Baer, chief political anchor at Fox News. Also host of Special Report with Brett Baer every weeknight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Author of multiple best-selling books, most recently To Rescue the Republic. Brett, good to have you here. Hey, Guy. So obviously a huge day, a watershed day in American law, and people were wondering when this decision was going to come down. A lot of the smart money was next week, but here it was this morning. One thing that struck me was watching people reacting on both sides of the issue. There were tears shed. People were crying on both sides. This is such a difficult, emotional issue, and I think for that reason perhaps we saw even though he took a very strong and I think wrong position on this, President Biden really focusing toward the end of his remarks today on peaceful protests, because I think they're maybe a little nervous and anxious about what they've already seen over the last six weeks. I agree with you. I mean, this is as emotional as it gets. Uh, If you read the opinion, you know, Justice Alito, uh, the majority writer, um, acknowledges that this is a earth-shattering ruling in in that it has it overturns supreme court precedent it is in his words as big as some of the biggest rulings the supreme court uh, has done but what they did was really look at the words in the constitution to say abortion is not a constitutional right thereby we can't find it thereby it needs to go back to the states and to voters in those states as the founders envisioned. That's what they found. And it doesn't take away from the emotion. It doesn't take away from the the power of, you know, what people think about it. Um, but it, it does mean that this is going to go to the experiments of 50 states. Correct. And I think there's an awful lot of people who believe that abortion is now illegal in all of America because that's what they've been told. Falsely, that's been the narrative out there, I think, intentionally seeded for a very long time, which is part of the reason why the Roe versus Wade polling is what it is. The reality, as you just described, is all 50 states will make their decisions and there will actually be opportunities for states to reflect values, whether you like those values or not, on this particular question. You know, I was just chatting with Larry Kudlow on TV about this, and he was jumping ahead to November. What do you think? inflation, abortion, you know, what ends up being the dominant issue. And Brett, I said, I don't have a crystal ball. No one does, but I do have a memory. And we just went through this six weeks ago with the leaked draft, where we kind of went through a very similar process of shock and awe and celebration and recrimination and threats and and all of it, right? We kind of did a dress rehearsal is the way I described it earlier for all of this. And we saw some spikes in certain polling numbers and, you know, this, this salience of the issue coming up. 
then sort of settling back down as news cycles moved on, the fundamentals of the election cycle taking back over. I don't know if things will be vastly different now that it's actually happened, but based on what we saw in early May, that's my suspicion that we'll kind of see a similar pattern here. What do you think? I agree with you. I, listen, I've always said that I think that the biggest driver for elections is how somebody feels at the kitchen table, how somebody looks at their own economic situation, how they look at the gas pump, how they look at what they're do, buying at the grocery store, and how they feel about things. Now, for some races in suburban districts where it's very purple, uh, red versus blue, uh, I think that, you know, the abortion issue could sway a couple of those congressional races um, if if the Democrats really motivate their base based on that issue. But just judging by polls where people say how they feel, what really motivates them, only 15 percent of those polled, and this is on an average of, of polls going back months, say abortion is a real motivating factor for their vote. 65 to 70 percent say the economy, inflation, how they feel about the economy is the driving factor. So I think that's going to take the, the, the driving force. I do want to say this. You know, one of the things the president said was that this ruling – uh, puts us backwards in, and sets us back in, in the world uh, as far as the modern world. In, in essence, what it did was give the states the decision. And if you look at European nations, yes. most of them have either a ban on abortion or some restrictions. Some of them are stricter than others. And that's basically what states will be able to do, whether they let it fall to term or they put some restriction, 15 weeks, whatever weeks, or they ban it. That's what European nations have been doing, and we've actually been out of step the other way. Yes, and yet the Democratic Party repeats over and over again like we're this weird global outlier but in the exact wrong way. And I think many people in the media aid and abet that narrative because they happen to agree with it. They are out of step with the mainstream in this country and in the Western world, exactly to your point. If you look at a map of Europe and what their laws are, they generally range between what Texas's current law is and what Florida's current law is. And beyond that is really an outlier. That's what pre-Dobbs America allowed. And I think we'll see some mainstream laws go into effect in a number of states and some out of the mainstream laws go into effect on both ends of this issue depending on which state you're in. That's what's going to happen. And what we hear, Brett, sort of furthering your point a little bit in the president's rhetoric is a, a renewed call to codify Roe versus Wade. And they keep citing this bill that passed the House under Pelosi, didn't pass the Senate. And as I've said, I feel like till I'm blue in the face, that bill doesn't codify what Roe versus Wade or uh, the Casey decision actually allowed. It goes much further in a very radical and disturbing and unpopular way. Abortion for nine months for any reason paid for by taxpayers. That is not where the American people are at all. So when you were no. saying that some of these some of these swing districts could get swung on the issue of abortion, one area where Democrats, I think, are actually doing Republicans a favor is by endorsing their own form of radicalism, where Republicans actually have a really, I think, potent talking point to come back saying, oh, really, if you want to talk about this, look at your party's bill. That's a pretty significant counterpoint. A hundred percent. Listen, I, you know, I asked uh, Tim Ryan running for Senate in Ohio about abortion and where he is.
And I said, well, there's, are there any stipulations? Are there any, you know, guardrails? Do you have any time frame? You know, when you start going down that line of questioning, um, it gets really sticky mm-hmm. for some of these Democrats who obviously are not don't want to be out of step. They would be way out of step if it's abortion on demand up till birth. Uh, and that's where this gets, you know, really, you know, political and emotional. And but you're right. It could go the other way for some districts, especially in the middle of the country. Yep. I think overall the issue of abortion is is just a tough one. Um, and we're going to go through this, and it is what? It's June, mm-hmm. so we've got a long time to November. And we just did it in May. <laughs> we did it yeah. in May, and then we had this protracted discussion about it, expecting what was going to happen today, and then it happened. So we're going through another sort of spasm of it, and I, I understand it. People, people care deeply about this on both sides. But I do remember that interview that you did that you mentioned with now Congressman Ryan, who wants to be in the Senate in Ohio. I remember that interview very well. I was on special report either that night with you on the panel or the next night, and we talked about it briefly. He really did not want to answer your questions about any limitations on abortion. He was dodging like crazy, and ultimately where he landed effectively was no limitations, which is a a crazy, inhumane position that unfortunately about 97% of Democrats in Congress currently have or hold, even though they don't really want to talk about it very much. I think Republicans are going to say, okay, if you're going to say we're waging a war on women and, you know, back to that, let's talk about your position. That could, in some of these races, end up being a wash. It could end up being washed away by so many other things happening in the country. Yeah. That doesn't if make it. Go down that road about those questions. It's 80 20 the other way. Right. Most people say, no, 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 no. There's got to be some limitation. You can't have an abortion at nine months right before the baby's breaching. Or even five know, months, six months. Five months, whatever the limit is. And so once you start going to that, you know, most people say, no, no, of course not. Well, currently, the way that bill is written, that's how it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very politically potent uh, the other way, too. Yeah. I think that overall, inflation is going to drive the day. Yep. Inflation, gas prices, the economy, potential recession uh, or fears of a recession and, and all of those things. It doesn't mean that abortion is not an important issue. It very much is. It is one of my animating issues as a, I would say, moderate to solid pro-lifer, if you look at sort of my personal preferences. But I care a lot about it. It's one of the reasons why I am a conservative. But I also can step back and get analytical and look at what's really moving the country. Can I I ask you a question? I know this is your interview. But, um, you know, Clarence Thomas and his right, his opinion, uh, references looking at other rulings. And San Alito says no, not to, in the majority opinion. Um, there is this, you know, trope on opinion world that this opens the door uh, to reversing same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. to uh, co- contraception, to uh, minority um, mixed-race marriage. What do you see in that, in that Justice Thomas statement? Yeah, because I saw a lot of people have sent me what, what Thomas said about Obergefell and some other things. And obviously, I have some skin in the game on Obergefell. Yeah, um, I truly, and I try to stay very honest and open with the audience. If I felt 
that this decision were truly opening the door to erode same-sex marriage and the likelihood of that case going away, I would be very concerned about that, and I would be talking about it a lot on the show. I think that they are absolutely distinct issues. You see a lot of younger people, for example, being pro-life or at least very open to abortion restrictions, but very pro-LGBT. I don't think that they're just a bundle package deal. People sometimes think of it that way. But when you see what Thomas said, I understand why folks are saying, "Uh uh-oh, that seems like a bit of a red flag. In fact, I just saw someone posted an Instagram post with an attorney urging same-sex couples to get their stuff in order and, and brace for their marriages being thrown out. And I really, truly, Brett, believe, not with my heart but with my brain, that this is baseless fear-mongering. I think that there is one, and I, I really like Justice Thomas. I strongly disagree with him on this. I think there's one, maybe two justices on this court who'd be willing to take a crack at Obergefell right now. I think there would be at least six, probably seven, who would want nothing to do with it. I don't think they would take the case. I think contraception is not even close to being on the radar. And the reason I say that is not just because I just have this spidey sense or I want that to be the case. It's because Alito wrote it into the opinion. Kavanaugh emphasized it in his concurring opinion in very explicit terms. Roberts obviously didn't even want to go this far. And Gorsuch authored the Bostock decision in 2020 expanding LGBT rights. So if I felt like there was a red flag here that was really concerning as a gay person who's married, I would be saying so. I don't think it's true. I understand why people are nervous. I don't think it's true. And I think some people are exploiting that fear to try to broaden out the concern and the outrage over this one issue, which they realize is complicated in a lot of people's minds, and try to make it like there's this huge onslaught of rights or against rights that's coming. I don't see that, and I hopefully made a somewhat persuasive case why. I agree, and that's why I asked the question, because I knew you would. Uh, I agree with you 100%. I think Justice Thomas was making a point about looking at words in the Constitution for what they mean, you know, in his view of how to read the law. Um, But I do not see, and the reason Alito puts it in, the majority opinion, is because they don't have an appetite to touch any of that. And and, and to that point, Brett, and this is where I am just going to purely speculate, If you read Kavanaugh's opinion, and I actually quoted a little bit from it in our first hour today, it really seems to me like he was the fifth and reluctant vote to go along with the full overturning of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, Roberts wasn't there. Kavanaugh, I think, needed some coaxing, and Alito was willing to put that verbiage into the majority opinion to get Kavanaugh and maybe others on board, and Kavanaugh really went out of his way to say, we are not going down these paths. We're not. He said also, if red states want to try to restrict travel for abortions, that's not going to be constitutional in my view. I think he was laying down some markers here. So again, you need a certain number of justices just to grant cert to get a case before the court. I don't think they would get that threshold on a Burgafell, and even if they did, I think LGBT rights would be safe by a six to three or greater margin based on just some of these tea leaves that I'm reading in this case alone and some of the rumors about the inner workings and dynamics of the court. That's that is my honest to goodness best 
dispassionate analysis that I can give, given the fact that I am passionate on both of these issues, sort of in opposite directions to some extent. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you asked the question, Brett, because it's one that I'm getting a lot from concerned people sending me text messages, uh, text messages and DMs. So I'll allow it. Usually I ask the questions on the show, but I'll allow it. It was a, it was a great question, and I look forward to answering more of your questions on Special Report again very soon. That sounds great. Well, I like the answer, and um, I tell you what, it's a historic day, and people will remember when where they were uh, because these things happen only so often. Yep. So it's a, an honor to be able to cover it. Well, thank you, Brett, and thanks for joining our coverage of it today. Chief political anchor at Fox News, anchor of Special Report, Brett Bayer, here on The Guy Benson Show. Thanks, Brett. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcast. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.